Welcome into the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Grab your ticket. Get on board. Enjoy the ride. I haven't stopped saying that, and I won't stop saying that, because that's what I want you to do. So what do we have on tap for Look back at college football Saturday. Look back at the NFL, which wrapped up with a sounding victory by the Dallas Cowboys. And a little bit of NBA talk. And if we're talking NBA talk, we're talking about the fiasco that is now the new Aaron Rodgers saga in the form of Philadelphia and Ben Simmons. Seems like we've been down this road before. But there could be a few twists and turns. Stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast as we get ready to get this train on the track. This is your conductor, Anthony Smith. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. And we're cheering from the cheap seats, and you're listening to the A-Train Sports Podcast. Whoop, whoop! Welcome in to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith. Hope you got your ticket you're on board and I'm glad you're strapped in because we are definitely going to take you on a journey, a sports journey. Going back down NCAA lane, then we're going to trek over to NFL Boulevard and then we're going to land on NBA Island. It said no man is an island all to himself. But one man has to himself from his team. Yes, all that coming up on the Hate Train Sports Talk podcast. So we're going to just enjoy this ride and see where this ride takes. So without further ado, let's just get on into it. You've heard my intro and now it seems like I'm doing a double intro. I'm just so happy to have you on the train with me today. And like I said, there is a lot to get to. We're going to get to it. Just a lot going on, a lot to catch up on. Hope you are ready for a long journey. Because do we have highlights? Yes, we do. For a 12-yard pickup, they went quickly to the line of scrimmage. Cook through a big hole, cooked into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia. Matchup. Deep shot. Yeah, he has a man running wide open. Touchdown to Jermaine Burton. So Stetson Bennett after the play fake through too high and it's intercepted. Jalen Foster brings it back inside the 15-yard line. He'd come back, called it his dream job. Daniels toward the end zone. 
Another open receiver behind the defense, A.D. Mitchell. Really nice block by Warren McClendon, the right tackle on that play. Same play. Untouched, basically. Zamir White. Touchdown, Georgia. Johnson went in motion to the left, and there is Cook out of the backfield for his second touchdown of the night. One rushing, and now one receiving. Last year, Matt's group asked me why they didn't get us in that which I thought was a little unfortunate me. Long throw, it's caught for a touchdown. Josh Van made the catch. Boy, he's impressive. He's impressive. He's There's the promise of good things to come. They're another set of eyes who can look at things from the broader picture, you know, of the whole program kind of perspective. Deep throw and a one-handed catch wow. by Jalen Brooks. Like I said, we have highlights to give you. And highlights we will give you. As a matter of fact, we even have some comments, and then we're going to get on into this uh top 25 scoreboard from this past week who did what were there any upsets we will let you know but right now here are some comments from one you know, Nick Miss has a, an outstanding team I think they've got like 17 starters back from a team that won eight games last year um, Lane does a an outstanding job with their offense uh, their overall team is improved in every category uh, defense special teams uh, they really are playing extremely well uh, this is one of the best offensive teams in the country no doubt the quarterback is a fantastic player understands the offense well does a great job of executing it they've got really good running backs they've got lots of speed uh, they've got good receivers the offensive line is returning intact so a lot of really good players that are really well coached and uh, you know their whole fastball system uh, is something that's always a challenge for the defense to you know, get lined up and play with great poise and be able to focus on, you know, doing your job. Uh, so uh, it's a real challenge for us from that standpoint. You know, defensively, they're really, really improved uh, from a year ago and their statistics and, you know, the way they played. Um, you know, I think they got a little different system that they're playing, um, dropping a little bit more uh, like Arkansas-like with a little more eight drops and, uh, playing a little more odd type stuff, so um, and they have done it extremely well, and you know because they've got good team speed, they're good on special teams. They got a great punter, so um, you know this is a really really good team overall, and going to be a real challenge for us uh, come Saturday. But we're definitely looking forward to it. Um, we're making progress as a team, and I think it's going to we need to continue to do that this week. So there you have the comments from Nick Saban, who seems to have some concerns going into the game against Ole Miss. But if there's one guy who is, does the ultimate sale job, it has to be one Nick Saban, because he can really hype up the opposing team. Anything to get his players' attention. So, how did things pan out in week number three in the top 25? Well, let's just take a look. As number one, Alabama 
went into the swamp. And Bryce Young holds up as number one Alabama holds off number 11 Florida. 31 to 29 as Bryce, swamp, Bryce Young heard all about the swamp. He knew it would be deafening at times and difficult. However, him and the Crimson Tide pulled through by the final score of 31 to 29. The highlights you heard earlier, well, that was none other than the number two team who is on the heels. Can they be the one to dethrone Alabama in the SEC this year? It remains to be seen. But they look pretty darn good against Georgia Tech as they come away with a 40-13 victory in that game. And let me just back up a little bit here. Was that week three or week four? Let's get on the right track here. Let's get on track here. And here we go. So let me just retract a little bit now. Week four, not week three. Those things happen. Anyway, there was a game on Friday night, September 24th, which pitted number 22, Fresno State, against. UNLV, and now that we're on track, see, that's, what's hap- that's what happens when you are your producer, engineer. Sometimes you just get things mixed up a little bit, but we are now on the right track for sure now. So Friday's game was number 22, Fresno State, up against UNLV. UNLV running Rebels. And you know what? In most cases, some people will go ahead and edit their podcast and cut things out. Guess what? I'm just going to roll with it. This is raw, uncut, authentic podcast at its best or at its worst. You be the judge of that. But we're on track. So now, let's come up to date now. So you just get get that. That's called a bonus, okay? That's a bonus from the week before. All right, so we do have some highlights from UNLV and Fresno State. So let's chew it on up and let's get it. A couple of touchdown drives authored by Hayter in the offense in that final three-minute stretch. This time to the end zone. Open again. Cropper again. Number five with touchdown number four in a row for the Bulldogs. Difficult to affect a quarterback like Jake Hayner when you show him the coverage, when you let him line up and read your mail before it's open. And you'll see, whenever Jalen Cropper lines at the number three, 
wide receiver position closer to the tackle. He's the number one. A couple of touchdown drives. And that was just a little snippet of what took place in that game. And there's the possibility we just may have some more for you. I mean, you can't get enough highlights, can you? No, you cannot get enough highlights. I know there's probably something like, why are you playing highlights for UNLV and Fresno State? Well, because it's a top 25. That's right. Fresno State is ranked number 22 in the top 25. So, like I said, this is my top 25 college rundown, and that's exactly what I'm going to give you. So, right now, guess what? Got some more highlights to queue up, so let's go with it. Bulldogs, two of nine on third downs here in this one. Hayner sees a target. It's an open target. It's a touchdown target. Jalen Cropper for the go-ahead score. In college football, in receiving yards, and guess believe what? He led him in receiving last year, but this offseason he came back and he won most improved. He dedicated himself in the weight room. So there were those highlights right there from the number 22-ranked Fresno State Bulldogs as they held off those running Rebels who came in running from UNLV. Final score of 38-30. So now we move on into the happiness from this past Saturday. And basically, it was a massacre in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, as the Crimson Tide steamrolled Southern Miss. It wasn't close. Not by a long shot. It was a complete blowout. But I can guarantee you, Nick Saban probably found something to be concerned about. However, we have highlights from this complete... Nick Bourgeois will kick it off. Jamison Williams to receive. Williams wants to bring it out. Got a seam! Got speed! Got touch at the 35, but stayed up! What a way to start the game. Touchdown, Alabama 100. My darn thanks. Hendon Hooker, pretty good start. Seven for 11, a couple touchdowns starting for Tennessee. Bryce Young wanted to go deep. And he's got him. Jamison Williams eating up the yardage again. 81-yard reception. What's that quarterback position going to look like going forward? Well, T.J. Finley made plays at the end of that game when he had to, so you got to imagine. Here's a playmaker, Jamison Williams again. Uh, on the oh. run again. Down the sideline. It's his second kickoff return for a score of the night. And as they aptly say, roll tide. Good bet to say that the tide was definitely rolling. As Bama 
comes away with a 63-14 victory. And I'm pretty sure they will remain the number one team until someone can knock them off their perch. Moving right along, number two team in the country, right there on their heels, trying to match them point for point. They came up one point short, but they held the opposition 14 points less than what Alabama surrendered. That's right, Georgia, number two team, comes away with a 62-0 over Vanderbilt. Number three team, which happens to be the Oregon Ducks, come away with a 41-19 victory over those Arizona Wildcats. Which brings us to the number four team now, which is the Oklahoma Sooners. Question is, how did the Sooners fare? They were at least a two-point touchdown favorite. So the question is, did they cover the spread? Well, let's just find out. Spencer Jones on the hold. Casey Keller to snap it. And Burkett drives it through, and Oklahoma survives a slugfest. Not the statement game they were hoping for, but Rattler poised in the final drive. The kicker clutch, and West Virginia heads back to Morgantown. A lot to be proud of, but some crucial mistakes ended up costing them this ballgame. Yep, you heard it. OU just. Barely squeaked out a victory on their home turf as West Virginia, the Mountaineers, they came to play. And they pushed the Sooners to the brink. It was like a Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali fight, but they came up just short. As the Sooners went on a last-second field goal to win the game, 16-13 in Norman. Which moves us now to the next game, which was number five, Iowa versus Colorado State. And the number five, Iowa rallies to defeat Colorado State 24-14. Iowa made it through September undefeated with the remainder of the Big Ten schedule now looming. But they were in a dogfight as they come over with a 10-point victory to remain undefeated over the Colorado State Rams. Moving right along. Number six, Penn State gets past Villanova, 38-17. Top performers in that game, Sean Clifford, Penn State University, 19 of 26, 401 yards, four TDs. Jalen Jackson was the top rusher. Seven carries, 58 yards out of Villanova. And your top receiver, Parker Washington. Five receptions, 148 yards, and two touchdowns. So, let's go on down to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Woo, pig suey. Yes, the number 16 Hogs in a long 
skid to number seven, Texas A&M. K.J. Jefferson got back on the field late. Bruised knee and all. Bullying over a defender. As number 16, Arkansas. Let's say it again. Number 16, 4-0, Arkansas. Knocks off. Number 7, ranked. Texas A&M Aggies by the score of 20 to 10. Now, Texas A&M is sitting at 3 and 1. Most definitely, when we get to the top 25 rankings, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some shuffling in the rankings. Don't be surprised if some teams fall down farther to almost out of the rankings. And we will see definitely see new teams in the rankings. Why would I say that? Well, based on this right here. Unranked 3-1 North Carolina State. In overtime. Well, let's just really see how this played out. I'm pretty sure you want to know. As there was a game in the ACC. And I have to ask this question. Who is the dominant team in that conference? So let's take a listen and see how things unfolded between North Carolina State and Clemson. Second and seven, Leary. Has tons of time into the end zone. Caught miraculously. What a play by the Wolfpack. Oh, look, he gets it in the bread basket, gets both feet in and holds on. The gold standard in the ACC over the last several years right now on the brink, hanging tenuously by a thread. DJ into the end zone, incomplete for Ross, and the streak is over. They answer the opportunity. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. So Clemson loses. An unranked team for the first time since 2017 as NC State pulls off a 27-21 win in double overtime. That's right. You heard it. So now number nine, and as they say, watch for falling prices, watch for falling rankings. Number nine, Clemson falls 2-2 to 3-1. NC State. So look to see some new players move up in the rankings. One team that had no problem, though, Ohio State. Number 10, Ohio State, as they knocked off their in-state counterpart, because I'm not going to dare call it a rivalry. It's just the one that resides in the same state. As they zipped past the Akron Zips, 59-7. 
Florida and Tennessee. Number 11, Florida, that is. Cruises pass. Number, oh, unranked Tennessee by the score of 38 to 14. Number 12, Nordane, 4 0. Cruises pass. Number 18, Wisconsin by the score of 41 to 13. So let's visit Baylor. That's what Iowa State did. They went and visited the Baylor Bears. A game that would probably go down as somewhat of a classic. So let's just see how that turned out. As Baylor was a favorite in this game. Actually, Iowa State was a favorite in this game, but I believe Baylor had other plans. So let's just see how this game turned out. Kickoff by Mebus, taken by Ebner at the two-yard line. He angles left, 15-20. He finds a seam, 30, 35-40. This is trouble. This is Ebner down the sideline. Darian Porter drove, dove for him, couldn't get him. It will be a 98-yard kickoff return for a Baylor touchdown. And we told you Ebner is one of the most dangerous kick returners in the nation. The All-American return man. And he had two for touchdowns a year ago and averaged 32 yards. Every- you know it's going to be a long game when special teams has a say in it. So let's get you the results of that game because I know the anticipation keeping you waiting. So Baylor entertains Iowa State. Brees Hall and his Iowa State Cyclones. Brock Purdy and his Iowa State Cyclones. However, the Baylor Bears that come out on top, 31 to 29. Furthermore, sending the Iowa State Hawkeyes ranking tumbling down even further. But who are the top performers? Brock Purdy, Iowa State, 22 of 33 for 263 yards passing and one TD. Brees Hall, 27 carries, 190 yards, two TDs. Receiving Chase Allen, Iowa State, seven receptions, 96 yards. They got the individual stats, but Baylor walks away with the victory. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do right here. I am going to take a break. I've spent 25 minutes of your time already. And we're not even halfway through. So what I'm gonna what I'm going to do right here, I'm going to go ahead and take this break. Come back. I will have some more for you. Stay tuned. It is the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. The train is still building up ahead of steam. So be right back.
Anthony Smith here with A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor. Just want to let you know that this podcast is listener supported. That's right, driven by you, the listener, who wants to support. So click on that support button down there. You have three options, 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. We'll get your ad rent on this podcast. So click the support button. Your support will be greatly appreciated. Once again, Anthony Smith with the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Yes, welcome back to another segment on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast as we are going to be getting back into this college football top 25 scoreboard show. And then we're going to give you the top 25 because there is this shuffling. And just like a particular store that you go to that says watch for falling prices, look for teams to be falling quicker than the prices at that store. Yes, it's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome back in another second. So I hope you're enjoying yourself as you are listening to this podcast. Getting back into these scores. And, of course, yes, there will be some highlights. What would a scoreboard show be without highlights? Gotta have the highlights. That's what makes the show what it is. So now we move to the number 15 team. And what's so unique about this team? Because they're going to a conference where we know for a fact that two of those teams most likely have fallen out the ranks. Whereas this team that will be soon be joining that conference, they're undefeated. And it appears as if they are moving up the rankings. As a matter of fact, this team basically has a brand name, has a large following. And I believe that's one of the reasons this particular conference decided to, hey, let's give this team an invite to our conference. So let's just see what this team did. Terrific fullback. They'll look to throw it to him. He gets away from the defender and scores. Touchdown, Cougars. And an impressive start for BYU and quarterback Baylor Romney. And run this thing two right for, behind the tackles. Two for two on fourth down this season. And they'll go here. Algier lunges forward by Airborne. Touchdown, BYU. They've already converted once on fourth down tonight. Algier breaking a tackle and getting in. The Bulls had him behind the line. And Tyler wasn't going to have it. Touchdown, BYU. Baylor Romney out of the pistol. Play action. 
touchdown. Able to outrun Vincent Davis for the score. McLean will flip it and they'll run it the other way, heading for the end zone. Touchdown, Weaver. On the end around from three yards out. Baylor Romney has time, looking deep downfield, looking for his brother, catches it inside, touchdown Cougars! Baylor Romney to Gunnar Romney for six! If he crashes down, McClain keeps it for a touchdown. Mangum up the middle, looking for the officials, signal none yet, and there it is, touchdown Bulls! And that was highlights from BYU, future Big 12 member against the current AAC member, the University of South Florida Bulls, in a game that was somewhat entertaining. Of course, BYU did set the stage early and often as they jumped out to a 21-point lead, but then USF caught footing. They went down at the halftime by the score of 28 to 6, but they came out to score 21 second half points, holding BYU to 7. But by that time, the game was pretty much in hand as BYU comes out with a 35 27 victory over USF. Some of the Top performers in that game. As you heard some of the highlights, you heard those Romney brothers were connecting with each other. And your top performers coming out of that game Baylor Romney, BYU, 20 of 25, 305 yards. Three TDs. Top rusher, Tyler Algier, BYU, 15 carries, 86 yards, two TDs. And again, his brother, Gunnar Romney, BYU, five receptions, 119 yards, along with one TD. Another team that is bound to shoot up the rankings with an undefeated record. Number 17, Coastal Carolina, as they mauled UMass by the score of 53-3. to Right now they're coming in at 17, but as we update the rankings, I'm pretty sure they're liable to move up. A team that they are ahead of in the rankings, however, were the old maize and blue colors as they would call it michigan 19 and 0 19 ranked 19 with a 4 and 0 record gets past Rutgers by the final score of 20 to 13 in a closely contested game number 20 michigan playing host 
Cornhuskers from Nebraska. Seems like it should be a cakewalk for Michigan, as it seems like Nebraska just can't seem to get on track. To me, it just appears Nebraska has been a misfit in the Big Ten ever since they went there. So just how did Nebraska fare in this game against Michigan? Well, we shall find out right now. Martinez is by himself. Snap back. Quick pick, right side. pick, Intercepted. Pick. It's picked off. The Spartans the house, get a baby. pick. They're going to the house. It's Chester Kimbrough down the left sideline. And he's finally ganged down at about the 22-yard line. This will be a 21-yard field goal to win the game in overtime. Perfect snap. The put down. The kick is up. The kick is good. Spartans win in overtime. And there you have it. Michigan State, old Sparty, as some call them, wins the game in overtime on a field goal by the final score of 23-20. to So Nebraska came to play. But they still limp away with a loss. Another team that is bound to fall out of the top 25 came in with so much hype. I'm pretty sure some of the fans were chanting overrated. As number 21 falls victim to the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech by the final score of 45 to 22. So, just like this story that says, watch for falling prices, watch for North Carolina to fall out of the rankings quicker than that store and guarantee those prices will be falling. Number 23, Auburn. Takes on Georgia State, which appears to have been an entertaining game. Just how entertaining of a game was it? I say that we find out. Georgia State, one of those lesser teams, one of those teams that usually collect the paycheck and takes a beating all at the same time. Good way to fund your athletic department. Not so good on the field when you're getting mollywhopped by more superior schools. But let's just see how Auburn and Georgia State panned out. John Elliott. Remember him? Former mm-hmm. head coach at South Carolina. He's leading Georgia State. Georgia State also has a running back by the name of Tucker Gregg. Tucker Gregg. Tucker was twitchy all night. Well, actually not night. All afternoon yes. to the tune of 150 yards. Most of them straight up the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was not a lot. You guys said there was not a lot of trickery to what they were doing. It was just working. 24 to 12. Oh. Bo Nix just misfiring. Malcolm Johnson Jr. and then very next play another one 
Yeah, look, it's it's unfortunate. You know, we expected a lot more out of him, but quite frankly, he's just not producing at the level that uh, that they need him. They needed a spark, though. They this got the spark here on special teams. Came out of the locker room with that same kind of flatness, but that play got him going. Well, and now Nick's benched after the performance, and they look to the LSU transfer T.J. Finley. Under two minutes to go, Auburn down five. Finley keeps it. He goes 16 up the gut. First down, Auburn later in that drive. Finley. Scoots to his right, finds Elijah Canyon on the sideline for 12. What he did the best today was throw on the run. Mm -hmm. It was accurate. Mm -hmm. and it was timely at critical, critical times in the game. Watch this. Fourth and nine, Finley keeps the play alive, and he finds Shedrick Jackson for the touchdown. 13-play, 98-yard drive that Finley engineered off the bench. He threw for 97 yards and a touchdown, and Auburn wins. So there you have it. Auburn in a dogfight with a lesser school, so to speak, <clears throat> Georgia State. But they come away with the 34-24 victory after, though, they bench their starting quarterback, Bo Nix. So would it be a safe bet to say that there is now a quarterback controversy brewing at Auburn. We will follow that story as it develops. But right now, let's get you back to some more scores so we can wrap up this top 25 scoreboard show and get to the rankings. Coming in at number 24 in the rankings out of the Pac-12, or Pac-whatever it is, however many teams they have in that Number 24, UCLA, comes away with a 35-24 victory over Stanford, improving their record to 3-1. And, and closing out the top 25, a team that will most likely drop out because they were just barely in. Number 25, Kansas State Wildcats, fall victim to the Oklahoma State Cowboys as the Cowboys tamed the Cats by the final score of 31 20. And that concludes your top 25 scoreboard. What we're going to look at now are the rankings and see who fell out, who moved up. That is, if I can pull it up. And that is coming up here shortly so matter of fact tell you what I'm going to no I'm not going to do that I am not going to do that and here we go right here with the rankings. So who's in? Who's out? We're going to look at the AP top 25 as well as the coaches poll. And there's probably not much variance. There's a little bit, but not much. <clears throat> AP top 25 has looking like this. Number one, of course, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Oregon. 
Number four, Penn State. Number five, Iowa. Number six, Oklahoma. Number seven, and steady moving up, Cincinnati. Number eight, are you ready for this one? Are you ready for this one? Ding, ding, ding. Let's hear it. All the way from Fayetteville, Arkansas. You can hear their fans chanting, Woo-wee, pig-soo-wee. Matter of fact, I'm getting tired of that already. But they're number eight ranked Arkansas Razorbacks with a 4-0 record. Coming in at number nine, Notre Dame, who has a date with Cincinnati coming up. That could be a signature game for Cincinnati. <clears throat> number 10, Florida. Number 11, Ohio State. Number 12, Ole Miss. Team that has Alabama coming up, a team that Nick Saban, you heard earlier, is talking about how well coached they are. Number 13, Big 12 bound, BYU, 4-0. Number 14, Michigan. Number 15, Texas A&M. They slid down eight spots. Number 16, moving up one spot, Coastal Carolina. Moving up three spots to the 17 spot is Michigan State. Moving up four spots. Number 18, Fresno State. Not ranked as of last week, but now coming in number 19 after their victory over number 25, Kansas State, is those Oklahoma State Cowboys out of Stillwater. Yes, there is another school in the state of Oklahoma that plays football. <clears throat> Haven't seen this team in the rankings in years. Moving up four spots. UCLA. Cracking the rankings after their win over. Iowa State, number 21, Baylor with a 4-0 record. Coming in number 22, those Auburn Tigers. After a quarterback change, so there could possibly be a quarterback controversy brewing. Number 23, after not being ranked, coming in with a 3-1 record, North Carolina State. Number 24, Wake Forest with a 4-0 record and dropping down to number 25, and they dropped. Spots. You see what I mean? Dropping faster than falling prices are those Clemson Tigers. Now what we're going to do is see if the coaches poll agree. Of course, the top three teams, the top three teams look the same, then it gets a little bit different after that. Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, those are your top three teams. They all agree on that. Here's where they differ. Coming in number four, Oklahoma. Coming in at number five, those Hawkeyes from, from Iowa. So they're still ranked number five in both polls. Number six, Penn State. Number seven, Notre Dame. And they got them ranked above number eight, Cincinnati, which would probably just add a little bit more fuel to the fire and give Cincinnati more of a mojo, give them more of a chip on their shoulder to gain that respect by going out and beating Notre Dame. That's my prediction. They will beat Notre Dame by three. That's my prediction. Bank on that. You're betting. Take Cincinnati minus three. You'll be a rich man that day. Coming in at number nine, those Florida Gators. Ten, Ohio State. Number 11, Arkansas. Number 12, Ole Miss. Number 13, Texas A&M. Number 14, Michigan. Number 15, BYU. Number 16, Old Sparty, Michigan State. Number 17, Coastal Carolina. Number 18, Oklahoma State. 
Number 19, Clemson. Number 20, UCLA. Number 21, Fresno State. Number 22, Auburn. Number 23, Kentucky. See, they weren't in the AP poll, but the coaches seem to put them in the coaches poll. Quite, quite deserving with a 4-0 record. So is Kentucky fastly becoming not just a basketball suit, or are they becoming a football suit? Coming in number 24, Baylor Bears, and rounding out that top 25 in the coaches poll, number 25, Wake Forest. So now what I am going to do, as you hear the music cueing in, I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to shift into some NFL talk. So I hope you're enjoying the ride thus far. This is your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith, on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. You know I'm enjoying this ride. I hope you are too. Gotta take a break. Right back. Stay tuned. The train is just now building up the Want to enhance your workout? Try the workout bands everyone is talking about. Three different resistance levels. Light, medium, and heavy. Only at www.kakeybums.com That's www.c-a-k-e-y-b-u-m-s.com www.kakeybums.com To enhance your workout, with the resistance bands that everyone is talking about. Hey, what's happening? It's Rick Thomas with Running the Table, and you already know you are on board the A-Train. Hang on for the ride. bring you all scores from week number three that was the NFL interesting game surprised by some three and O teams surprised that some teams are one and two and even two and one looks pretty good Maybe a minute and twenty-four seconds was the difference between one and between two and one, three and zero. Oh. So let's get into the scores from week number three, known as the NFL. 
A Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor, your boy Anthony. Hope you're enjoying the ride. So, taking a look at what happened in the NFL, starting with the Thursday night game, which I can hear Richard Sherman right now saying, Poop Fest. Panthers against the Texans. However, Texans done in by inability to run the ball and lost to the Panthers. However, the Houston Texans got a solid performance from rookie quarterback Davis Mills. However, it just wasn't enough as the Panthers improved to 3-0, beating the Texans 24-9 in the Thursday night game. Now we move to Sunday. As the Washington football team, and I'm still not used to saying it, they need a team name. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. I'm not going to be going around saying Washington football team the rest of my life. If by chance I say Redskins, trust me, I am not governed by the FCC. So if I say the Washington Redskins, it's not a mistake. Anyway. Allen, Josh Allen it is, honors offensive coordinator DeBall and Bill's 43-21 route of Washington. Josh Allen will never forget the emotional support Bill's offensive coordinator, Brian DeBall. As the Bills now improved to 2-1 as they beat the Washington football team by a final score of 43-21. The Browns versus the Chicago Bears. And if you watched that game, you may as well say it was a case of the bad news Bears in football uniform. Garrett and Browns rough up rookie quarterback Fields and slam the Bears 26-6. Basically, Justin Fields had nowhere to run or hide. Passing was strictly prohibited. Once again, Browns come away with a 26-6 victory. So what does Matt Nagy do moving forward? I heard one guy on the radio program say it like this. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm calling up Coach Day at Ohio State. I want your playbook because we need to get an offense tailored to Justin Fields' skill set. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with Less than 100 yards total offense. And that's not a good look in the NFL. So, Matt Nagy, better call C-Bus, talk to Coach Day, get that playbook. Otherwise, it's going to be a very, very long season. That is if you last. In a game that was controversial, Tucker's NFL record Field goal lifts Ravens to a 19-17 win over the Lions. Justin Tucker ended the game as if he was starting it, backing up an extra step or two, and bam, right down the middle. Well, with a little help, ball bounced over the cross, over the goalpost. However, there was a controversy surrounding that because instead of him winning the game with a 66-yard field goal, the attempt should have been more like. 71 yards. However, the play clock expired, but no delay of game penalty was called. 
Therefore, the Ravens escape. Come out two and one record over the zero and three Lions, who must be feeling snake bitten as they lose nineteen to seventeen. All the hype surrounding the Indianapolis Colts and the reunion of Frank Wright and Carson Wentz. Where has that got them? Well, how about this? Ryan Tannehill stole the three touchdowns as the Titans hold off the Colts 25-16. So now the Colts have some soul-searching to do because now they're out the gate with a 1-3 and three record. Titans have now improved two and one. In a game for the AFC West lead pretty much or jockeying for position because it's not for the lead. Trust me on this one. The Chargers travel to Arrowhead. Let's just say most teams that travel to Arrowhead will be limping out with a loss. Well, Raiders snuck out with one last year. That's the exception, not the norm. However, the Chargers rally to beat the Chiefs. Beat the Chargers rally to beat the turnover-prone Chiefs, thirty to twenty-four in Kansas City. The Chargers have just turned the Kansas City Chiefs over for the fourth time Sunday. Anybody would tell you four turnovers, you're doomed to lose a game. As the Chargers. Walk out of Arrowhead with a 30 to 24 victory. And don't look now. They're two and one while the Chiefs are one and two. But believe it or not, they're still not good enough for first place in the AFC West. We'll get to it. We will get to it. The Saints go marching in to New England. Winston has two TDs. Saints picked Jones three times in a 28-13 win. Only one brand of football comes to mind when Jameis Winston thinks about the best. Saints win this game 28-13. Falcons in the New York Little Giants. Falcons give Smith his first win, beat the Giants on Eli's day. After three games and a lot of ugly football, Arthur Smith finally picked up his first win as Falcons head coach as they beat the New York Little Giants by a final score of 17-14. Improving their record to win and two while dropping the Giants to 0-3, and, and there is one frustrated Saquon Barkley who says he is tired of losing. A rivalry game. Bengals versus the Steelers. Burrow throws three touchdowns as the Bengals drop the listless Steelers 24-10. Which also dropped Steelers record, one and two. Moving right along, as we see the Cardinals 
took on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You figure this will be a snooze fest. So the card used pick six to overcome kick six and beat the Jaguars 31-19. New York Jets went into mile high. Take on the Denver Broncos. They may as well not have showed up as the Broncos throttle the Jets. 26-0 for their first 3-0 start since 2016. Now we move to the Raiders. Oh, remind you once again, the Broncos, 3-0. What division are they in? That's right, they're in that AFC West. For a while, we were calling it the Kansas City West Division. But right now, the Broncos are 3-0 in the AFC West. However, there's a collision course waiting to happen between this next team that we're about to mention. But before we get there, we have highlights I do believe as it was the Raiders versus the Dolphins and how do you think they fared Well, unfortunately, we're not able to pull up the video, the audio clip on this. So it looked like we will just have to move on. And we will just go ahead and tell you what happened. As the Raiders overcame Dolphins on a game-winning field goal in overtime as they come away with a 31-28 victory. Don't look now, but guess what? The Raiders are now 3-0. So at this point in juncture in the season, it'd be a safe bet to say the AFC now is up for grabs. It's anybody's to take. Yes, I know the Chiefs are the defending champions of that division. But if you go on the first three weeks, that division is up for grabs. Now let's move on. Buccaneers. In a game against the Rams. The Rams come away with a 10-point victory, besting the Buccaneers by a score of 34-24. And don't look now, the Rams also are out to shoot quick. Three and zero. Now we take a look at the Seahawks versus the Vikings. You know the Vikings there, that team that has a quarterback by the name of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you know you like this. Yeah, Minnesota fans don't. However, I'm pretty sure the Minnesota fans are happy that they got a victory over the Seahawks. As they come away with a 30 to 17 victory, improving their record to one and two while dropping their Seahawks record. Likewise, to 
one and two. In a game that would have to be billed as this early in the season as a classic, when it looked like they were on the verge of defeat, they found a way to come out with a victory. That's right. We're talking. Green Bay Packers against the 49ers. It was a chance for one team to go 3-0 and and drop another team to 1-2. and However, how did things play out? We are about to find out right now. Kittle singled up left. Garoppolo back. Garoppolo throws over the middle. Cut by Kyle Juszczyk. He'll dive into the end zone. Touchdown! San Francisco! The 49ers have tied the game at 27. Here comes Robbie Gold to give the 49ers their first lead of the night with 37 seconds to go. And guess what it was? The Cali route. Kyle Juszczyk offset in the backfield. He's just going to stretch it out to the safety. They're not in that position. They don't need a touchdown here. Here's Rogers going to backpedal now. Pressured. Going to throw one down the middle for Devon. He makes the catch into 49er territory. Now he backs up. Remember, they have no timeouts left. 25 seconds to go. 24, 23. They got to get up on the ball and spike it here. 20. Got to uh, guard the boundary here. Rogers back. Rogers has time. Throws for Devontae Adams. Makes the catch. Here's the snap. It's down. He has it away. And he has the distance. And it is good. The Green Bay Packers win the game at the gun. 30 to 28. He had just enough time to do his thing, and his thing involved two deep shots to Devontae Adams, one to get him to midfield, Tim, and then one to get him in the field goal range. And even though they didn't have a timeout, he was able to clock the ball, spike the ball just in time. Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers embrace in midfield. That was a hell of a football game. 49ers got off the deck after being down 17 to nothing with a minute and two to play in the first half, but ultimately... on that is wow that's all you can say wow you thought tom brady did something in week one brady did that with a minute 24 seconds aaron Rodgers, 37 seconds do the comparison brady the great one brady what six seven rings But I don't even think Brady has done anything in 37 seconds. You got to tip your hat off to Aaron Rodgers. Love him, hate him, whatever the case may be. That was a wow moment. As he took the Packers down, set them up for the game-winning field goal, and the Packers come out with a 30-28 to 28 victory. 
Then, to conclude week three, is the Monday night game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, a battle for the NFC East. And what became of that? Could the Eagles come in and put up a good showing and walk away with the victory? Or would the Cowboys, getting the opportunity to play at home for the first time this season, put on a show for the hometown fans and give them a show that they wouldn't soon forget? Well, we are about to soon find out. Cowboys, Eagles. Same exact situation. Cooper goes inside, and Schultz goes outside for the touchdown. Dak Prescott is having himself a night already. Eight of nine, of nine, a buck ten, and a touchdown pass. Prescott's looking left the whole time. Now running to his right. The throw back of the end zone. Cedric Wilson, touchdown Cowboys are going to be wide open. We had CeeDee Lamb open early, and then when Dak escapes, look at both the guys are wide open. A breakdown from the Philadelphia Eagles in the secondary, and a great job extending by Dak Prescott. Touchdown catch. His previous two came in the same game. Week three of last season. Prescott finds him in the back of the end zone. Third and one. Dak the throw for it. Scott Schultz. First down and more. Schultz cuts it back in and into the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys. I need to insert against the run. And right here, he just turns loose, Schultz. And then comes back and misses the tackle. You see right here. So there you have it there. It was a route. As Dak Prescott racks up 238 passing yards and three touchdown passes, in his first game back in Dallas since his injury as he leads the Cowboys to a 41-21 win over East NFC East Division foe, the Philadelphia Eagles. So that will wrap up the NFL scoreboard now. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and bring this train to a halt. But at some point tomorrow, I will be doing another podcast. We're going to be talking a little bit NBA. As you know, training camps have opened up. And even though I said I was going to do it, I'm going to hold that off. We're going to talk the situation with Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76. Just to give you the heads up, Daryl Morey tends to think that this is the same situation that 
Green Bay Packers were in with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody had Aaron Rodgers getting traded. You know the whole spiel. You know how things materialize. Well, Aaron Rodgers is in a Green Bay uniform. However, I do not think this is the same situation. Especially when his so-called friends, teammates, want to charter flight out to Los Angeles and then says, save your time and save your money. Not worth it. So I think this situation is totally different in Green Bay. But we'll talk about that on the train tomorrow. So we are going to get out of here. We're going to pull this train into the station. Pray that you all have a wonderful day, evening, or night. Whatever time you are listening to this podcast. Until next time. This is the A-Train, host and conductor of the train. Yours truly, Anthony Fan. Have a blessed day, evening, or night. Be back with you again soon.